Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the tree is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys, show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns Podcast. I'm Marcus Dash. Uh, JD will be joining us shortly. He's finishing up some stuff. He'll be joining us. Um, wow. Um, kind of nuts. Uh, it's crazy that, I mean, we had so many doubters, and I love the fact that we are kind of harping on that. Uh, Mahomes talking about the all the people who thought we were going to regress and rebuild. Um, it's funny to see all the uh, the different networks who have come out and said uh, they didn't say that. Everyone, everyone's saying they didn't say that, and then no, a lot of people are saying they didn't say we were going to come out of the AFC West or even make the playoffs. Uh, but we we did, um, and so uh, it's funny to see. Like I think Barstool Sports tweeted out saying, "Oh, no one said they were, you guys are going to regress." Um, there's an image going around from like September where they said Mahomes without Tyreek Hill uh, was going to look like Joe Flacco, um, and obviously MVP. In the regular season, MVP in the in the uh, Super Bowl, so obviously didn't look like Joe Flacco at all this year. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's we have we have a good episode in store for you guys. JD and I are going to kind of break down all the big stuff that happened in the Super Bowl, um, the big takeaways, and also some of the big takeaways that happened at the uh, parade yesterday. Um, we won't get into Matt Nagy uh, having the time of his life yesterday, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was cool to see everyone kind of um, letting their guard down a little bit and have have having fun with the city. I went to the other uh, parade last time, uh, a couple of years back, and I gotta say, it looked like the the crowd. I don't know if the weather played a part in it. And I don't know if anybody in our who who's in the live right now was at the was at it yesterday compared to what happened a couple of years ago. But like, it was like double the amount of people who were at this one uh, compared to the last time. Um, so it was cool to see everyone coming out. Um, I don't know if we have more Chief fans than we did two years ago, but uh, yeah. Um, I, I do uh, want to take a moment here to shout out um, uh, two sponsors for the episode. Uh, we have Pickett, um, and you guys can look in the description below for all your sports betters. 
Obviously, NFL season's over, but you got college basketball, NBA, everything uh, going on right now. So if you guys uh, click on the link in the description below for the Picket Sports app, you can um, click that and you guys can uh, type in our uh, passcode, uh, Chiefs, um, and you'll get uh, either $3 or $100. Uh, and that can be Venmo or PayPal to you. Um, and we'll take care of that. Uh, it's a cool app. Uh, it shows your earlier percentages, um, all the different types of uh, um, bets you've, you've been to kind of calculate all your stats, your wins and losses, your ties, um, and your pushes. And it gives you all that. So it's pretty cool. Cool. And then on top of that, we just got word that we will be partnering with Nico Sports. Um, they're from Chesterfield, Missouri, I believe. Um, they are going to be, uh, we'll put this on our, our Twitter account later on today, but um, they have these three balls, uh, uh, kind of. Um, uh, exclusive uh, Super Bowl bowls to, to highlight the season, the commemorative bowls. Only 5,000 are being made. Um, and with uh, promo code CONCERNS, you'll get $10 off and you guys can get the ball uh, on their website. So a lot of good stuff uh, uh, going on uh, right now in uh, Chiefs Kingdom. Um, but yeah, uh, former Chiefs tight end Jason Dunn will be on. My co-host will be on coming soon um, in the next five minutes, hopefully. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I got to say, uh one of the big things that we're going to go over in this uh, episode is obviously the, the the holding penalty that everyone's talking about, the controversial holding call. And I was watching uh, Good Morning Football yesterday, and Ryan Leaf had a really good point um, that people talk about how oh the game shouldn't have uh, been the game shouldn't have hinged on a holding penalty. Uh, they should have let the game play out. But the counter to that is, had they let that go, the Chiefs. Would be we'd be arguing about there was a hole in that play, and you can't let uh, you, you can't let a season defying play uh, rest on no call either. So I mean, either way, either way you look at it, whether you call it or you don't call it, it's still riding on a penalty, right? So that, that's one thing that people a lot of people are forgetting. And I'm glad Ryan Leaf on Good Morning Football um, had mentioned that. Um, yeah, um, I was watching that uh, Good Morning Football today had uh, the top ten plays of the um, of the year for the Chiefs, and number one was Nick Bolton's uh, scoop and score in the Super Bowl, which I thought was surprising. Um, and I think they had the snow globe play at number ten overall. I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you guys think about that one? Um, I I just curious on that. What do you guys think? Um, but yeah, uh, this could, it's going to be an interesting off season. I've, I've already seen the DeAndre Hopkins rumors, Keenan Allen rumors. Uh, those guys have already tweeted about. Uh, playing with Mahomes, which is a, a, kind of a contrast when you think about uh, what uh, Keenan Allen had said about uh, the Tyreek Hill trade, how it's going to expose some people this year. And now he's tweeting at the end of the season that Patrick Mahomes is different. Um, so it's pretty interesting that uh, that's uh, being taken place. And then Juju, we're going to get into that. Uh, Juju's Valentine's Day greeting to James Bradbury. Um, I thought that was... I don't know. There's two ways you can go with that. Is, are we embracing the bad guy image? Or what? Because, you know, you know, like, we aren't a team that's a showboat. I think Justin Reed calling out uh, Hayden Hurst this year, that was one thing that, like, we – that Andy Reed had talked about, we, we don't like doing that. And then I think the next time we played Cincinnati, we didn't really talk about it at all. Uh, so it's interesting that whole uh, Juju Smith-Schuster thing happened. Um, uh, but we got our guy, Jason Dunn, uh, coming on here right now to uh, join the conversation. J.D.? What's up? What's going on? How are you, man? Uh, Super Bowl chance. We obviously we saw each other the other day on the on the giveaway uh, live stream we had, but uh, yes. we had the parade yesterday. Uh, what mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> that it looked like it was double the amount the last time when you and I were there two years ago. It, it's I think it was double the amount of people came out. And I think they had they had a drone shot of uh, of everybody out there. It was like almost a million people. They said, really? Oh well, I, shoot, I, I can imagine. You know, you let school out. Um, 
you know, this is, I, I think everybody kind of got a little bit more prepared, you know, this time around. I think it, I think it kind of welcomed even more people. And so, yeah, I could see it being almost a million people. If they said it was the most million people, then wow, that that is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Like I said, we went to the first one, man. It was, I mean, it was massive. Mm -hmm. I seen the, the drone shot, and I was kind of, I was like, was it really more people? So if it was, yeah, man, I, I could see it. I could see it. But also, too, I seen a little, uh, I guess on Twitter, Lance was like, you know, they brought more of the Yahoos out, more of the ones that, I don't know, not so good people, put it that way. Maybe uh, fans maybe. and stuff, he was saying. I don't know. Uh, maybe, it, maybe it was just somebody's assertion or something, or maybe they seen, or maybe it was just some craziness going on. I have no idea. But I had gotten some some pictures and whatnot from uh, Sean Barber, who was there uh, with you know uh, uh, Dwayne Clements. Uh, I seen Eric Hicks. I'm trying to think of other guys that was there, you know, former players. Uh, so yeah, man, it looked looked great. I, I wish I was there, man. I had another prior engagement. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking engagement, I had to do at the university, which I, would, I had a great time doing it, man. But you know. Everybody was just saying, "Man, they see my Chiefs had a, a one my Chiefs hat there." Nice. You're just, you know, kind of, you know, congratulating the Chiefs and the win. I was just like, hey, "I'm just being a fan." That's <laughs> it. So, yeah, congratulations. There it is, Super Bowl fifty-seven, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, JD, being a player, and I, I know we we kind of talked about this when we first did our first ever podcast um, many uh, during COVID. Um, that was around the time we had the first Super Bowl. But being a player that played for the Chiefs for so long, and you played with successful teams, the different meal era. Then you play with teams that towards the end uh, of your tenure there with the, with the Herm teams, you know, you still made the playoffs of your final year there, but I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it kind of fell in hard times, you know, you had the good years, the Dick, and then you kind of fell in like, well, a little bit of hard times with the, 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 the Herm uh, years, but like to see this team go to super, to go to three Super Bowls in the last four years, but win two Super Bowls in the last four years. What does that mean to you as, as a, as a former player of the Chiefs, but also what, how do you? How does it make you feel uh, for like the fans, the fan base that never really got to see that when you played, but now they get to see that? What does that mean to you? Man, I, I mean, I'm just so happy. I'm happy for the city. I'm happy for the organization. Uh, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's saddening because we weren't able to get it done. I think we had some teams that absolutely could have won the Super Bowl. Uh, and of course, obviously, as football goes, uh, someone makes a, a play more than we do, and you know, here we are. You know, we and we don't win it, but it's good to see like. Now Kansas City is having that success, and I'm glad these guys are able to do it. And I'm seeing the guys that was on stage, and I'm just so happy for them, really. And just that feeling that they have of just being elated, winning the game, um, you know, to me, man, is very satisfying. And like I said, I'm just so happy for the city in itself that they're able to experience this, this whole winning culture that's going on, right? And, uh, I, you know, the guys there, man, are, are really good guys. And so – uh, Kansas City has deserved it for a long time, um, and, and you know the thing is, this this time is right. It's right for when they said talking about a dynasty. Somebody was asking, "Well, do you think that Patrick can repeat it?" I said, "Absolutely." He started getting some more pieces in. I don't see anything stopping him uh, unless Patrick's not there, or you know Kelsey's going downhill. All of those different things uh, that is, is very important. Uh, to uh, their success. And so uh, as long as that that whole operation, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, you know, Andy Reid, you know, doing his thing and getting good pieces in, I mean, I, I, I think that we could definitely talk about, you know, being a dynasty, no doubt about it, you know, so. 
you you mentioned dynasty, and you said you said talk about being a dynasty. So you you'll say you're saying right now that two Super Bowls is not enough to say dynasty yet. I don't I don't think so. I I think you're moving into the conversation. You if you say three, definitely a dynasty, right? And so you 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 go to three, okay, in that in that span in the five years, and so you know you lose one, you win two. I still think that you need another ring, another another win to be considered a dynasty, at least in, in my, that's my definition of mm-hmm. dynasty. I don't think it teams, if you just win two, is just being a dynasty. So um, you could say dominant during that era in time. Like we could say how was San Francisco or Dallas when they was winning theirs or, you know, Denver at the time, you call it a dynasty. I don't know, not necessarily, uh, at least like I said, for me. And uh, I think we win one more. There's no, there's no doubt about it that Kansas City is a dynasty. But come on, look, five AFC championships, uh, games, you know, being there. Uh, and so I think, man, you 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 get into that that talk of those things, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just curious because I you have seen I've seen so many things. I've said the word dynasty, it's, it's more fun because I I you know, I have a Raiders brother, Ratchet, he won the Super Bowl, he was watching the game with us. I was like, I was like that. I was like Dynasty baby. He was like, yeah, okay, did Dynasty. Well, hold off on that talk. But like, yeah. I, think, I think it's fun, it's funny to say. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. There's one. There's there's a reason why we there's there's this thing that's called you know like when you have three, it puts you in a different class. You know, there's there's a word for it. You have three P for teams that win three in a row. Obviously, yeah. it's not gonna happen right now. It's not gonna happen. But like, I mean, three puts you in a different a different class. How we won that Buccaneers one? Yes, we'd be talking Dynasty right now. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You know, and I, to me, like I said, I mean, you know, you got to put it in perspective, right? It's, it, I mean, it's hard getting, you know, to these games and winning them. That's that's the thing about it. I mean, it's just tough just being there, but getting to the games, like the championship games and winning is another thing, man. So I just think, man, this this we just got to talk about, like, really, because it's what people start hating. I, I don't like when when other teams talk about that. Oh, man, we had Dynasty. Uh, really? Uh <laughs> hey, I get it. You you're very good. That's you you you're right there. I don't know dynasty is the right word to use, you know, but we we're right we're we're heading in the right direction for that thing. It's a historic run regardless. Dynasty is not. Um okay, so we're going to kind of we haven't really broken down the Super Bowl yet. So I I took out the biggest nuggets of the biggest things everyone's talking about online and just in general. Um you played in the league for a long time. Um and Everyone last year we had when Odell tore his ACL during the Super Bowl was like, oh man, we can't be playing on turf anymore. You know, you can't be playing on that. Then you go and play in this, this the Arizona Cardinal Stadium, um, and I don't know what the exact uh, what that if it's a field turf or what kind of turf that is exactly um, in that Arizona Cardinal Stadium, or if it's grass. Grass, it's grass. Oh, yeah. it's grass. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I guess that, that takes away the whole narrative of uh, being safe because that game. I think Brian Baldinger posted a tweet on there's one uh, one of Mahomes his 16 yard scramble that he had. Mm-hmm. If you look on that play, there was like six or seven guys who fell and tripped on that play. And the whole game it was like it happened like that. And our team we got to play in Arizona Week One. That's when Harrison Bucker got hurt on that kick where he slipped. Um, yeah. and going into this this game, we apparently prepared for that the slippery conditions. Obviously, it's only only so much you can do to prepare for slippery conditions. But we 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 had done that. That was kind of part of our game plan over the last few weeks. Um, I'm sure there's ways to kind of mimic that, but what do you think the, the league needs to do as far as like hosting uh, sites, as far as like hosting a Super Bowl on the biggest stage, the game on the biggest stage on a field like that, in that condition. And that's something that people always say about the Arizona Cardinals field is that it is a slippery field. And they know that going into this, 
should the NFL be kind of be looking at things differently as far as looking at, at to where to put these Super Bowl games? Because I mean, that kind of takes away an element of the game, don't you think? Uh, of having a, a on playing a, this game on on that kind of field. Yeah, you know what? I mean, people were saying it, and I'm be honest, man. I, I didn't really, I didn't notice that 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 much of it until somebody said something. I was just like, ah, okay. I don't know, maybe. But the thing is, man, uh, if you know you're going to be playing a Super Bowl, you, you got to make sure that the field conditions, everything is pristine, right? That everybody is going to be uh, as safe as possible um, so that if anything does happen, like it doesn't come back and say, well, look, this is the reason because of the field conditions or whatever. But I think it's that, you know, it is the responsibility of whoever the whole city is to make sure everything is right. Um but it, it should be a consideration. But look, the guys played all year in Arizona. So it's not like we don't know that this is a field condition we have to be playing with or playing on, right? I guess they're kind of figuring and factoring in like, well, look, guys haven't played on it all season. I haven't really seen too many injuries come out of it unless you have. Now, if it was like a high count of guys, like injuries come out of it, that would be concerning. Uh, but, you know, guys slipping and stuff like that, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I didn't really notice that much. I think people made a big, bigger deal about it uh, than I did. But sometimes, man, everybody's playing in them, right? Because you used to say the same thing about turf. Like, oh, man, turf makes guys fast. It's unfair condition. Well, everybody's playing on turf, right? So how who's getting any advantage of it? Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think if you do have something like that and it's like, okay, it's blatantly people are, you know, slipping and doing all those different things, then you had to look into it. Yeah, I saw something, and I think this was more uh, Chief fan-driven, but it was like, because, you know, the Super Bowls, they always want to play these in, you know, warm climates, domes, stadium-type type atmospheres. Right. And I think it was a Chief fan who tweeted, and it stuck to me a little bit, but it was like more like, if we're going to play in conditions like this, then we may as well play in outdoor stadiums like, and let team, let stadiums like Arrowhead host the Super Bowl if, if we don't really care about field conditions and stuff, and we're letting guys – Ever putting guys and letting them subject themselves to be in slippery conditions like this, so the elements don't matter. Then let them play in, in an actual stadium like Arrowhead or something like that, or a Buffalo Stadium. Um, no, what that, are your thoughts on that? No, man. Look, you still want warm weather. I don't care what you do. I, you know, you don't want to be cold. You just don't want to be in a cold city. That doesn't make any sense at all. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I do say that you know, at least when you do have that, if you know that you're the whole city, you make sure that uh, something like a situation like this doesn't occur. Yeah. And, and that was one thing that Kelsey did mention that on his podcast was the, um, the paint like on the, on, on the field, like, you know, they had a logo of the Super yeah, Bowl yeah. logo, like, and I was actually scared on the game winning field goal. I think we were at the end of that Super Bowl logo. And I was like, Oh shoot. I was like, that's that paint is. I was like, uh Oh, I, I hope nothing happens. Obviously N nothing happened there, but like, yeah, that they, they, they said that area is where the paint with that, where that other extra logo was. That's yeah. where that's where a lot of the slippage was happening on the sidelines and in the middle of the field. Well, you know, Joker's got to get that logo out there, man. Yeah, that, they do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be some extra. We'll make sure we know who's doing it. Okay. <laughs> Talk to the league office about that. That's who, they, they, hey, write a letter. Hey, uh, dear uh, Roger Goodell, <laughs> NFL. Okay. This logo thing uh, is. Uh, ridiculous so yeah I, i'm sure uh some eagles fans will tell uh have chris jones send that logo to a uh, roger goodell after that that embrace he had after the game they had everyone saying oh it, it's uh it's all rigged for the chiefs look look, look at that oh, yeah you know look that's <laughs> <laughs> you know you're gonna hear it talk 
Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't look. Why, why entertain it? Really, yeah. why entertain it? I mean, somebody's always going to say something like that. You know, we know there's idiots out there. It's, it's rigged. All look at the last play. I'm sure we're going to talk and bring that up too with the holding call. Yeah, but not Nacho uh, uh, when he was sitting there. Think I'm just like, man, what do we do with you? I mean, honestly, I mean, you just argue the point. I, I get that you play with you know uh, uh, Philly at a time, and you know you want to make your argument, and then it's just TV. So. Crazy man. Yeah. Well, well, I think it's funny too. It's like you have so many people, Eagles fans, and I don't expect them to watch Chiefs games. Yeah. But I, I was arguing with the guy because you know I'm a I'm a 76ers fan, so there's a lot of overlap there with people who are Philadelphia Eagles fans. Sure. So I saw this one guy who was tweeting or he tweeted about the, the hug that Goodell had with him, and it was like, oh, because I, I in that in that little quick little snippet, we don't hear the whole conversation. We just hear him. I think he says, I don't care about I don't care the, about the way you hit the quarterback or something like that. And I was like, we don't know. The context matters on this. We don't know what kind of conversations they've had before. You don't watch Chiefs games, so you don't know how many times Chris Jones has been penalized for roughing the pass or, or, or any of those kind of things. So you don't know that. So context matters. Then also the embrace that he had with Roger Goodell was mimicked the one that he had with Roger Goodell on draft night where he picked him up and had that, had that really big embrace with him and stuff. And yeah. You don't, you don't get these the context matters in those th- situations, and Eagles fans don't understand that. They just think, oh, Roger Goodell's telling him uh, he doesn't care how he hits the quarterback. It's like well, there's probably some like uh, joke in there between the two of them because of how many times Chris has been penalized for roughing the passer. I'm sure, and I'm, I'm sure it's been a point that Roger Goodell's been on his desk, you know, about certain guys doing particular things, and I'm sure it's been like a you, you know a topic of interest sent from the chief saying like, look, man, look, you can look into this. Chris is not doing anything that is malicious. No way. You know, he's just playing football. Why is he being fined for something that he's being paid to do? Right. And so he's supposed to get after the quarterback. He gets after the quarterback, but we feel like the way he's, he's being treated is unfairly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think look at that, man, but look, they, they have a rapport. And Chris Jones is one of the, the, the faces of the NFL. I mean, we got to be honest about that. You know, we're talking about a guy who was up for defensive player of the year, right? Probably should have won it, to be honest with you. I think he was really snubbed. That's me personally. Uh, but, you know, he he's one of the stars of the NFL, period. So that's that's just what it is. And so you're going to have that with the, with the commissioner knowing who those guys are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think when I, I think with the NBA and the NFL, for me, I think both MVP awards, defensive player of the year awards, I think all of those need to kind of have someone. I know the regular season awards. Yeah. But, but look at it, JD. One of the things they always look at when they look at MVP, when they look at the these um these big time awards, they look at where your team is ranked. So being in the playoffs does kind of matter a little bit. Winning does matter. So I think they need to take a little bit of playoffs when it comes to some of these awards. I mean, that, that's what I think. But. Of course. I mean, it, you know, it's the full scope of it. I, I think, you know, this your entirety of playing throughout the entire year, right? What you do. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, to me, man, I, I just, I don't know how the, you know, when the voting came out and, you know, only he only received a certain many votes. I'm just like, who is not watching this guy play? Right. Yeah. Is it, is it because we are more kind of, uh, uh, looking at the offense? Is that, is that the reason, you know, because yeah. more of our focus is on Patrick Mahomes and that side of the ball, but mm-hmm. we don't quite see the brilliance of, uh, uh, Chris Jones. And then maybe, the, you know, the lack of what, you know, he's worked on the other guy that might not be doing as much as he's doing and the way he's going from defensive tackle to defensive end making plays. I mean, this guy ended up having how many sacks was it this year? Uh, I want to say 15 and a half. Come on, man. Are you kidding? Seriously? And he's, man, I just, 
15 and a half sacks, defensive tackle. It goes to defense mm-hmm. every once in a while. Every blue moon gets something, 15 yeah. and a half sacks, and I, I just don't get it. I don't. Yeah. Well, it's the same reason why you saw so many people picking the Eagles was that they our, our defense as a whole gets overlooked. And I, I think people forgot how good our defense was, and they don't know how good our defense is because people are focused on the offense. And that's just the thing with the Chiefs over the last five years. They, oh, good offense, eh, suspect defense. Like no, we we our defense is, is actually better than everyone thinks, and the, pe- the people who thought who knew about our defense that, uh, and that was the thing that was one thing too, JD, and of course of course you do, of course we do, but like seeing the amount of former players or current players who are going on these shows, I like think Stephon Diggs, teams who play does. Yeah. Stephon Diggs went on a show and he was like, nah, I'm picking the Chiefs. I mean, I think people are sleeping on how good that defense is. And a lot, a lot of players who played against us, I think, I think I saw Bengals, uh, Bengals went on one of the shows. I think it was Chase, I believe, or Higgins. One of one of the shows was like they picked us, and it was like, okay, the guys who are play, who played against us are picking us. Yeah. They know what they're talking about. Absolutely, Shoot, they look. They 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 felt the wrath of the Chiefs defense. Mm-hmm. They know what it is, and so we watched it all year. We see it. We've seen the development of the young secondary. We've seen how good Bolton has been playing. Like as like it's something else, like, oh, my God, Bolton's incredible. He's been incredible all year. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's not news to us. You know, yeah. as far as their defensive line and what they've been doing all year, too. You know, Frank Clark, how he came in, you know, during the playoffs. You know, he was coming in, had spurs during the season. You know, we're just showing his, you know, himself when he comes up. We know what the, what they had. We know that. All these other guys, all these other analysts and whatnot, are watching other football. They are. They're watching their teams, and I, I get that part of it. Mm-hmm. They're trying to watch everything, and they don't know enough of, you know, Chiefs in itself yeah. and how good the defense is. And so, we, like I said, we've seen that development, man. It's just – and those guys that played against them, they know for a fact how good they are. They've yeah. watched these guys develop. And so, I, probably those guys should have taken a pause. All those dudes, you know, uh, Howie and all those dudes should have probably sat back like, oh, okay. Yeah. They dudes are saying, you know, Chiefs are going to win. And they ain't saying that just because, you know – you know, they lost and that they're not in there. Well, they just going for the AFC team. They're going to because they like, look, this secondary is really, really good. Yeah. So can you imagine? And this is the thing about it. Now, where they're going to be at for the rest of the, you know, in these next few years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Come on now. But I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm so happy about. If these guys keep, you know, ascending to where they can be, dude, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, that secondary in the NFL. I'm talking about for a number of years to come. I mean, you just keep that core guys together. Then we're talking about that's the whole dynasty talk, yeah. right? There you go. That's what you need. And, and you're talking about guys who you know we pride ourselves in hitting the, on these fourth and seventh round gems, right? These guys could be making a lot of money in a couple of years, JD. <laughs> they, right. if, yeah. if they if they continue at the, at the rate they're going, they're going to make themselves a lot of money. A I mean, lot I mean, of money. Not maybe not with the Chiefs as way you know yeah. I, you know he does and, and <laughs> Obeats does. You know, beat you. Hey, man, I love it. <laughs> Yo, get your money somewhere else. No, but look, hey, hats out to him, man. Like I said, the whole organization. But we look, we talked about these guys. We talked yep. about Cook coming in, right? We named his name. Shoot, Kalafkas. We talked about him, okay? William uh, Yeah, we, come on, man. We we was bringing these names up about this is who the Chiefs need to go get. So, mm. um, well, Marks, maybe we had a hand in it. I don't hey, know. Hey, I, David, you, you and I were all over this rookie class. You <laughs> Um, so one of the things you know, we talk about the hype that the Eagles got going into this game was their pass rush. We talked about how how lethal their pass rush, uh, depth wise, amazing. Um, like the only team in NFL history to have four players with ten plus sacks on their team. Um, so like 
got a lot of praise when we talked about the keys to victory for us was going to be the O-line keeping Patrick safe and clean, and they did that. Zero sacks. That was a shirt they wore during the parade yesterday. Zero sacks. Put it on a shirt, is what Orlando Brown said, and, they, and we, we put it on a shirt. Um, yeah. And on top of that, something that you said was key all season long to unlocking this the next the next generation of this Chiefs offense was getting the run game going. And looks at the second half of the season, and, and maybe because of Mahomes' injury, maybe it could be, we, we kind of ignited that running game even more so. We had Pacheco, who dominated, I think his numbers in the game, uh, 15 carries, 76 yards, and then uh, McKinn's four carries, 34 yards. Yeah. What were your takeaways from the offensive line play? Obviously amazing, and obviously we're going to have conversations about how much Orlando Brown should get paid based on his postseason, and I think we even got Wiley paid. Maybe not with us, but he's going to get paid because of his performance in the playoffs, particularly in that Super Bowl game. But what was your takeaway from the offensive line uh, in when 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 it mattered, when it mattered most in uh, the prime time? I mean, it did a, an exceptional job. I mean, we talked about that. That's exactly what they needed to do. They needed to stop the pass rush of the, the Philadelphia Eagles, and they did that. When we needed them to step up big, they accomplished it. And so they took it on their shoulders. They did. They, they knew Patrick Mahomes had to be protected this game. If there's anything that you had to do, we had to go all the way in on this, it had to be this game right here. And so part of that to slow down was you had to run the football. And, and Andy and them adopted that. I think at a certain point, uh, I forgot when we was down. I don't know quite what point in the game, but we were down and we – Try to throw the, the ball. I'm just like, why are we doing like we don't have to start passing the ball? Run the football. Like, that's what's going to win the game. You got to, you got to make sure that you are staying, you know, uh uh reliable on the run. You have to do it. And so Pacheco start running and he started getting yards. He was running hard. Those guys up front was wanting to just mash those guys up front, and that's what they did. They was hitting the defensive, you know, the defensive tackles, the ends, the linebackers. They was doing such a, a tremendous job. Like I said, big guys up front want to hit. They want to hit guys. They don't want to sit back and pass rush all the time, you know, and and, and try to stop these dudes. So my hand, hats off to them. Hats off to Pacheco, McKinnon, those guys for setting the tone of the game because that's exactly what it was. When you set the tone of the game with running the football and just being, you know, as as physical as you want to be. That's what it's all about. I said it. Whoever wins the line of scrimmage is going to win the game, period. It's all about the trenches. They kept talking about the, the Philadelphia Eagles, how good they, their offensive line was, right? They kept talking about it. That's all they kept talking about was how good Philly's line was. I'm like, wait, hold on, wait a minute. Kansas City Chiefs had a great offensive line too. That's the that's reality of it. So while we keep sitting over here, you know, and, and basically, you know, disrespecting them because of a couple of snafus the guys had, right? Through the year. Hey, look, I'm good with the guys that we have. We cool with that. So, hey, man, hats off to the offensive line for doing a great job keeping Patrick Mahomes upright. That was the key to the game. Yeah. Um, I have a few more questions about the O-line, but we got a question here from our guy, TPT, Chiefs Football Podcast. Thank mm. you for that kind contribution, my friend. Um, so who should be the three uh, running backs in Kansas City next year, J.D.? I mean, you know, I think, you know, Pacheco for sure. Uh, McKinnon for sure. Uh, third guy, mm, um, you know, I don't know. That's that's a good question. My thing is, do you still get something out of the best that we have? Uh, is CH a viable guy being here? I'm not sure. Uh, I think maybe he has a chance to go out on the market, see what he can do. Um, 
but maybe it's time here is done. I, I, I'm just saying this. Uh, but then you got, you know, your Gordon, you got Rojo, those guys you have here. And you could get a rookie, but I think you just you stay with your core guys. I think Rojo, man, kind of, you know, you got to give him a chance, man. You got to give him a shot. I don't think he had I, a I think, I think, this, I think he was only on a sign of one year deal. Oh, one year deal? I thought he yeah. did a two year. Okay. Just one year deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then, you know, he, he may not want to, you know, do, do our thing again, right? He wants <laughs> yeah. to He's like, hey, man, I'm out. You know, I'm not being utilized. Let me go somewhere, right? But now, what 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 did help him out because he doesn't have a lot of miles on his legs. He can go somewhere, man, get paid. Sure. Yeah. So. I, I read a stat about Rojo. Actually, he he became the first USC Trojan to ever win a Super Bowl in the AFC and the NFC. First USC Trojan ever do that. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay. So the hats off to Rojo on that one. Rojo, man. Thank <laughs> you, buddy. Um, I think um. Obviously, the, the running game, and you're right, it, it was that second half, right? When we came back, our first drive out of halftime, that, that's when we established the running game again because we, we we stopped running the ball. And I remember watching the game, like, what the hell, why we stopped running the ball? All of a sudden, we, we came out, and I don't know if it was because of Mahomes it had re-aggravated the ankle where he came out right away, hand the ball off, to keep the ball out of his hands, make it more of a balanced approach. And that's what you've been talking about all year. Sometimes we just forget about how that, that balanced attack and how how lethal that can be, and, and we saw how lethal it can be and, and once, you, once you get it going. Look, even though we're, we're we're a superior passing team, no doubt about it, one of the best in the NFL, um, but you still had to keep defenses honest. And so um, if you establish a run against a very good pass rushing team, that negates what they can do up front. It really does. And so uh, it just made sense to me. It, to me, uh, when, you, when you're thinking about how do you keep the defense like that, the Eagles defense off balance, running the football. And you got to trust the guys up front. You got to trust the guys to give them a hand of the wall off too. Look, we understand Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football, right? But there's no reason why he to do it all on him. There's no reason. It's a team. It's a team game. Okay. Let these guys up front and establish the run. Pacheco and McKinnon, them, they are hungry to be a part of what's going on. And so mm -hmm. they were. And I'm so glad that they 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 wanted to go to it. I was like, no, don't go there. Don't do it. He's like, hold on, man. Let's 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 run the football. Let's see what we can get. Work beautifully. And I'm like, there you go. That's how it works. That's mm -hmm. how it works. Uh, one more thing on the O line. How much do you think? You know, the, obviously the whole talk about this Eagles pass rush. But how much do you think the the Because I think the offensive line after Mahomes got hurt in that Jacksonville game. Yeah. Um, we saw a new like found like extra motivation for them. It's something that obviously. Their whole goal was to never let the quarterback get hurt or get injured or get touched at all. But it seemed like we saw a new, different like vibe out of those guys after that drive, after Mahomes got hurt in that Jags game and Henny came in. It seemed like even in the Bengals game, we saw a different like kind of ferociousness be behind those guys. How much do you think the offensive line's kind of um, run in the playoffs was contributed to that injury that Mahomes suffered in that Jags game? Uh, great deal. Great deal. Because you can put it on yourself that maybe, you know, they might have been – the reason he was hurt, right? They're not doing their job. And so as, as a player, you know, offensive line, you know, whatever, you know, if you're you're blocking guys, you don't want to be the guy to give up the sack or something like that while, you, while your quarterback is in that position. And I know they took it upon themselves. And so I would have, you know, immediately, I don't care who it was, the leader on the offense the line, whoever it is, Thune, Orlando Brown Jr., whoever it may be, somebody's like, listen, that right there is beat. Yes, you know we can't let that happen. 
That's our quarterback. That's on us. We cannot let him get touched. And I know somebody went in and challenged every single one of these guys. I'm sure the coach came out there and challenged every single one of these guys. And this guy is like, look, we are not going to let this happen on our watch. We can't let it happen on our watch. And so they took it upon themselves. I know they did. That we got to protect Patrick Mahomes. And so when you're talking about reinvigorated as far as like what they were trying to do, you know, the motivation, that's what it is. It's like you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be the problem. You don't want to be the issue. And so as, as a unit, you take pride in what you do. You take pride. This is what we get paid to do, man. We're not doing our job. Is that what it is? Are we going to be the ones that's looked at as being, you know, the, the laughing stock of the Chiefs or why we're not successful? So that was absolutely a key. I think that was probably one of the main factors, if not the factor, why Patrick didn't see any 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 type of, you know, hits like he was seeing, you know, all during the year. Yeah. Um, so my brother's actually coming in here, chiming in here. Uh, okay. I, Ma, uh, Mock or B. Robinson, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. I don't think there, I don't think there is a need to go get a, a first round running back. I love Bijan Robinson. Uh, also, uh, I don't know if you knew this, JD Bijan. Um, I believe uh, I think I saw because Bijan's a Persian name. It's um, a half Persian. Yeah, I yeah. saw that his family actually named him Bijan um, because they they heard it. Um, they, I, I forget where they heard it, but they looked at what Bijan meant. I believe Bijan means warrior in uh, Persian and Farsi, so they, that's why they named him that. Which I thought I thought it's a, a, a cool thing. Whenever, whenever I see that kind of stuff, I love that. Yeah, yeah, um, awesome. yeah. But you, you don't like to pick, so I, we're not gonna I, have some super. The brothers added, like, "Hey, man, like, yeah." I, I, look, love, I, I love like, him, huh? I, I love the guy. I love him as, as a player, but I, I just don't think we need that. We there's other things not we can spend first round. first round. Yeah, yeah, not not a first round. We got we got more needs, more more dire needs, no doubt about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I mean, he heck of a player. Love to have him, but you know, yeah. I don't, Ch wasn't a need either. You're you're right. We have plenty of time to get in on on, on the draft talk, guys. Right, right, right. There's no <laughs> needs. I, I look. I say there's a need. There, there's needs there. Running back is probably fifth down the you know the list. Fifth or sixth. Far down. Yeah. 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 Um. But uh. So obviously we're gonna, with JD kind of alluded to this. We were going to get into the uh, the controversial call uh, on a James Bradbury in in the game on uh, Sunday. So. Obviously, end of the game, James Bradbury holds uh, Juju. Juju, we're, we're trying. Looks like we're trying to do that same corn. Uh, the uh, what are they calling the corn dog route? The uh, the whip route. Yeah. Um, and Bradbury holds um, uh, Juju. They call it. People are saying the game shouldn't have hinged on that. That 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 we got the automatic first down, and that was pretty much it. We were able to run the clock out, um, take kick the field goal with about eleven eight seconds left. Um, but JD, I've seen so many people online. Everyone, even Bradbury himself, said it was a hold. Yes. But that wasn't the situation where you called that. That's what everyone's saying. I'm not saying that. I, I think a penalty is a penalty, you call it. Um, but of course, if we are if we are on the other side of that, we I probably have a different opinion. Um, uh, but it's a penalty. And Bradbury himself said it. He just was hoping the ref wouldn't call it. What do you make of this? Should it have been called or not, JD? Absolutely. Absolutely should have been called. Because you impede him going to, you know, to, to, to get to the ball. If somebody was like, oh, well, you know, it's overthrown, but it's not, we didn't say, you know, defensive pass interference. This is a holding call. You can't hold the guy. I don't care what, at, at what point, one time, you're not around the football, you cannot hold a receiver, period. That's the name of the game. That's the rule. That is a rule. And so all of a sudden, we're not supposed to call the rule? We're not supposed to make that calling? 
because it's at the end of the game and it's not part. But don't do it then. How about you don't, don't do it, Bradbury? How about you don't hold him? Okay. Why don't you just cover him? And so he admitted to holding the guy. And he was like, look, I held him. I was hoping I was going to get away with it. Hey, guess what? You got caught. Mm. <laughs> you got caught. So be it. So he admits he did wrong. Okay. We know it's a rule. You're supposed to make the call, but now all of a sudden people don't want to make that call because it determines the game. Well, what if all of a sudden he doesn't catch the football because of it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, we well, we can't make that call. Now, look, I can understand if it was something like, let's say maybe a rule, okay? I've thought about this. Maybe let's say like a sideline infraction, okay? You don't make that call. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's, a, that's a call you don't make at the end of the game, right? Because you haven't been calling this. But this is something with that, that is absolutely uh, uh, imperative to what happens and determines what's going on in the game, right? Or a guy catching the football or not catching the football or being a receiver, a viable receiver or not, especially if he's a primary guy. He's a primary receiver on this route. So you're, you're, you're telling me just because under two minutes or whatever time, you don't make a call like that. That is bogus. That's, that's the most bogus argument I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Seriously. I mean, we think about it. Now, I, I could go through so many references as far as sports-wise, why you should make that call. It's the same thing like at the end of the game in basketball, a guy goes up and you slap his arm. Oh, you should make that call. Well, now he got fouled. Mm-hmm. Don't foul him. Mm-hmm. Coach is upset because it's like, oh, why'd you foul him? Yeah. He knows the guy messed up. He's telling him, don't foul the guy. I'm sure – Defensive coordinator said, don't hold a guy. If you hold him, he might get hell. Same thing. If offensive lineman holds somebody, takes him down, oh, don't call that. Why not? Mm-hmm. He held him. He threw him down. So now also we're not supposed to uh, uh, legitimize, you know, the calls now from officiating, from officials, you know? If they're not valid now, we're just supposed to take it all out, okay? Two minutes, just let them play. That's, to me – that's the craziest thing ever because at the end of the game, if I know it defensively or something like it offensively, I know you're not going to make a call. There's no way you'll get a sack on me mm-hmm. if I'm an offensive lineman because I'm going to hold the dog out of you, mm-hmm. right? So all of a sudden, all the rules are just down. Not, but none, none, you can do whatever. Trip him up, uh, high-lower guy. What, what, come on, man. So I, I just to me, it's, just, it's infuriating because – People are actually making this a point. You don't want officials to do their job. Oh, well, you know, make it consistent. Well, shoot, you know, they ain't going to get everything. But they caught that one, though. They caught that one. Shoot. So all of a sudden, you ain't supposed to, you ain't supposed to do this? You ain't supposed to make this call? Man, come on, dude. That's, mm-hmm. that's silly. Yeah, the whole D4, right? Oh, don't call D4. Man, he's, he's all sides. What are you talking about? He's supposed to be back. He should know that. Mm-hmm. So... Oh man, my little spiel, man. I just when I heard I told, oh, it was he didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it. So what? Big deal. Okay. Tell Bradbury don't hold it. How about that? Yeah. How about you don't like Bradbury in that second, in that moment? Okay. It's like everyone was looking at this game through the the the, the eyes of, of entertainment aspect. Oh, well, we, we wanted to see Jalen Hurts with the ball with a minute fifty left. Yeah, okay. Hey, how it works, That's man. how it works. Hey, hey listen, that whole the, the the script, it the script wasn't written that way. Okay, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. That wasn't how the script was written. Two minutes, <laughs> doesn't get the ball to, to, with two minutes. Okay, 
does not get the ball. <laughs> does not get the ball. Okay? He doesn't. Two minutes. That's not on the script. Okay? Everybody looking at the script, you don't get it. <laughs> get out of here with that, man. That's, that's crazy. That's so silly. They won't see it. Hey, guess what? It's a chess game at that moment, right? Did a tremendous job. Great job by Jared McKinnon, which was, to me, was the play of the game. It was mm -hmm. a play of the game for me. Seriously, you know? J.D., I have a question. So when they asked Jared McKinnon about that, he said that's church mode. That's what that, that's what, that's what they call that play. I, I, church, I guess it's something they practice. They call it church mode where he just like, I guess, it, in, in, that, in, that, in that situation, they, you know, you, 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 that's what they call it. Church mode is what he was calling it. So okay. pretty much – I, I don't know. If that was that was a normal like uh, term that the uh, the four guys say. Maybe it's a maybe it's an Andy Reid uh, new school Andy Reid thing. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, church mode. I mean, what what is supposed to be? I don't understand. That, that, that's just if you have uh, I guess the opportunity to score, you, you you kneel down at the one yard line. You don't score. Oh, then you kneel it. Oh, I yeah. got it. You kneel. Okay, kneel in prayer. Some you just go down. I got yeah, it. Yeah, church yeah. mode. Church, church mode. mode. I get you. <laughs> it's good, but no. But it's it's you know what? It's refreshing that actually. That you do practice that, and it is situational football. And this, and this is what I'm talking about. When things happen on the field, I don't think people and fans understand that we practice these things. These things that you do practice, you practice situational football all the time. And the thing is, you have McKinnon in at that moment, uh, a veteran who knows that. Pacheco would have ran in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would have ran in. He'd have been so excited. He'd have ran in. <laughs> so or ran out of bounds, right? Or, or you know, one of the two. But uh McKinnon, hey, headsy player, intelligent player. That's why you keep a guy like that around, man. That's the dude. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Jet. I will I will say with the, with the Eagles, if they, they were they were letting him score there, they were they were letting him have that end zone. If I was one of those defenders, man, I, I would try to take McKinnon and try to carry him into the end zone with me or something. I try I try to move him with me or something. Oh, but. yeah, no, he, he gave himself up. So, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a, yeah, but they're like, oh, I guess you ain't supposed to call that either. I, you know, that'd be yeah. another one. Yeah. Um, so silly, but, man. So silly. I'm sorry. It's, it's so silly, Marcus. To me, I'm sitting there just watching this. These people go crazy on this. And I'm just like, hold on. The player admits to hold him. Okay. He admits he was wrong. Everybody knows it is holding and it is wrong. But we're not supposed to make that call because people want to be entertained. Right? Oh, it's going to determine the game. Sorry for you. I'm, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's so, not football. It's not. Come on, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a, it, it, the entertainment aspect of it. I, I get it. You have a lot of casuals who aren't who won't watch football all all year round. So they wanted to see this guy. You know, they want to see Jalen Hurts get a, a minute thirty to drive down the field and uh, nod it up and go to overtime. Sorry, it's not how things work. You know, right? I, look, I I didn't want to see that. I, I was, you know, the way that everything was flowing. Uh, not saying that our defense couldn't have stopped them, but you just didn't want to give him that chance and opportunity, right? Because he was mm -hmm. on fire. They was, you know, they was shoot. They was all high powered. Uh, and so, you know, at those moments, uh, players step up big, right? Yeah. And so he's just like, look, we're going to make sure we take that out of the equation. We're going to run the clock down. Uh, I was just hoping, like, Buckman, like, okay, you missed one earlier, but man, you, you make sure the sucker's down the middle. Yeah. Make sure it's down the middle. <laughs> Go ahead, Buck. Go ahead, baby. Um, 
So, okay, so follow up to this whole James Bradbury Juju thing. I, I don't know if you caught, caught any of this uh, Twitter beef. Because uh, I'll tell you what, the Eagles and Chiefs, for the last two weeks, it's been pretty solid. Uh, there's been no bad blood between the two teams, no no crap talking, no nothing. It's been it's been great. But then on Valentine's Day, Juju um, did, a little, did a little something. Uh, I just want to ask your opinion on this. Uh, so Valentine's Day, Juju tweeted out a photo that had a picture of James Bradbury on it, and it said, I'll hold you when it matters most, along with the message saying, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Which everyone around the league, Tyree Kill, uh, was trying to instigate stuff online between Eagles players and uh, and uh, Juju. Uh, AJ Brown came on and, and tweeted at him. Actually, it, it, AJ Brown was, was pretty was pretty rough with what he said to Juju, saying that Mahomes sa- saved his career essentially. Um, yeah. but what, what do you think about, about this? Was this, uh, was this foul? Uh, I, I think, man, Juju should have been above it. It was funny, you know, and everybody took it as a joke, but it ain't funny to the guy. Uh, and AJ, he came in with, man, he swooped down quick on Juju with some, like, some, some, some bows on him, right? So <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, okay. And the thing is, you know, and, and, you know, AJ didn't have to go there either, but he kind of figured, man, you gonna go there? I'm gonna go there yeah. with him. If AJ just left his comments, like being above it, saying like, "Look, man, he, like this is low. You know, you you had to do that and left it there. Then it would have been like on the high road of it, but he couldn't accept. He like, I'm gonna hit you on this eye with this one. I'm gonna hit you in the eye. Mm-hmm. You ain't that guy. You've never been that guy. And you know all the. You know, I'm just like, here we go with the whole Twitter thing. Twitter beef. It need to be said. Look, it was kind of funny, but you know when you, you the jokes on you, you don't quite nobody likes laughing at it. You know, but hey, man. This is this is the pettiness. This is what social media is all about, ain't it? It's the pettiness. That's what it is. You say something like that, a joke like that with your boys or something like that. Cool, you know something, you know. But hey, man, it's crazy. I, I, I will say we we we've been pretty. Uh, we've heard a lot of guys talking crap about us all year. You got people talking about Burrowhead, this Bengals guys talking about us, uh, Keenan Allen talking about us, all these types of guys saying stuff about our team, and we've been pretty. We haven't said crap to anybody. We win the Super Bowl now. And I was, you know, you, you act like you've been there before, but like also at the same time, like once you do come out on top, I think you are you are justified to call out certain people. I don't know if Bradbury is the right guy to call it out to, but I mean, you are you are able to come out. You are to, to kind of say whatever you want to say to a certain extent, right? I mean, yeah, man. Look, look. If you want to talk smack, go ahead. Yeah, you, as long as you backing it up, that, that's what it, that's what it's all about. So. We don't know what was all being said out there with all the chirping could have been. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe Juju was like, hey, man, shoot, he was talking noise. I'm going to talk noise right back to him. Let everybody know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, look, I, look I'm, I'm one. I'll I, I talk noise. I talk smack all the time. And, look, I could give some good ones. You know, I've taken some good ones. It's all part of the game, man. If you if you got tough enough skin to deal with it, then fine. So mm-hmm. be it. Uh, that's where it's going to be. No, nobody. Uh, I watched 69 70 Super Bowl laying on my belly on an old robe rug, barely a teenager. Wow, hey man, you, you see, you've witnessed all three of them, baby. There you go, bud. Congratulations to you, man. Um, so cool right there, it's it so is cool. cool. That is, that's awesome. Um, and uh, my you, you, you'll appreciate this, JD. Um, and, and so, so would nobody, but um. Uh, my brother, who was Raiders fan, my entire life always said, "Oh, th- uh, three, three rings, buddy, three, th- three trophies." Because the Raiders have three Super Bowls, and 
as the as the game a, a, after we kicked off the ball and it was before their last uh, heave, um, the Eagles. I was like, well, now you can't say. I was like, you used to say you haven't won a Super Bowl since uh, Woodstock. <laughs> now you now you can't say you have three rings anymore. So uh, that there it goes. That he goes, yeah, I guess I guess that's done now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Now the bragging rights is hey, now it's in your court, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's how it um, works. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to finish off here. We ca- talked about the parade a little bit, but one of the big takeaways from the parade, obviously everyone was having a great time, very jovial. Matt Nagy was having the time of his life. He was that guy. That guy was sloshed. I, I don't know if he knows something that we don't know that he's celebrating because there's potential that EB could be going on to the commanders to be the OC there, and that probably means maybe a promotion for Nagy. But I don't, I don't know if he knows, but he was just really happy. All the guys were really excited and happy yesterday, and it was cool to see everyone let their guard down and be just normal people for once and not just, you know, not the NFL players, right? They were just normal people happy and celebrating. But at the end of the parade, Chris Jones, Mitch Holtis didn't want to give him the mic. He didn't want to give Chris Jones the mic, but Mahomes did his speech. Kelsey did his speech. Everyone did their speech, uh, Nick Bolton. And then we were about to close out, and then Chris Jones like, no, 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 grab the microphone from Holtis. Holtis didn't want to give it to him. But essentially, Chris Jones starts, ignites the uh, run it back chance. Which has gotten some mixed reviews on on uh, Twitter from sub chief fans who say that was a failed season because we didn't win the Super Bowl that year. We lost to the Buccaneers the year we had the run it back tour. Um, but I have a question to you, JD: Should we run it back with the team we have right now, or are there certain things that you want to see kind of changed up or uh, improved going into next year, roster wise? Oh yeah, no, you, you got to make improvements, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, you run it back with your core guys. You can say that. Run it back. Yeah, run it back. Shoot, let's run this thing back just as a Chiefs organization. Now, we know this is just football. This is just business. There's going to be some guys that's not going to be there, period. That's just that's the reality of it. That's the reality. We're going to bring in some new pieces that we feel like we need to, to bolster offense and defense, right? That's just that's just what it is. So I don't mind the chance to run it back. Why not? Shoot. You know, you look, we are, look, we are on the top of the mountain. <laughs> we are on the top of the mountain right now. Be on the mountaintop. Shoot. Talk your talk. Speak your speak. Let it go. Let it fly. Talk about all the good things. Look, we got all these blooms. We got all these blooms and stuff like that for a reason. Okay? The Chiefs is on top, baby. All right? We on the top. We are the, hey, we are the Super Bowl champs all year. You see this? Kansas City got bragging rights all year. So every other noise, cut it out. Don't want to hear it. Like I told him about, you know, Cincinnati taking that bad chili up there. You know, the Bills, you know, whatever, dealing with it, what they had to deal with. The Kansas City Chiefs are on top, okay? And everybody's got to take a back seat, okay? Mm-hmm. Nothing against anybody else. It's just what it is, right? It's just what it is. So, hey, man, this is the NFL. The guys played a great game. They played a wonderful season. Hats off to them. They deserve it. They worked hard to get here. After all the naysayers, didn't want to give them what they wanted. They didn't want to give Patrick Mahomes his due. He was uh, MVP of the league, of the Super Bowl, okay? He is the man, okay? Period. Point blank. So, with that, man, I'm done. I ain't got a head. I ain't got nothing else to say. <laughs> I- um, yeah, so with that, the running it back stuff, obviously um, it's offseason time now, so our next few, our next episodes from here on out are going to be, you know, talking about guys like Orlando Brown does he get that money? Does he get tagged again? Do we let Wiley walk? So be a lot of questions that we're going to be able to talk about. And also one thing uh, this week, JD, we'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll get to it ne- a little bit next week, but DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen tweeted right after that Super Bowl talking about Patrick Mahomes eyes emojis. The chiefs are number one right now on the Vegas odds to get DeAndre Hopkins. And 
boy. Ooh, yeah. ooh. Boy, you get a hot tail in Oh, my gosh. Don't say that. It's going to be fun. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be a fun offseason. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I get a hot tail in there in a minute. Okay, make that happen. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, we'll uh, – that does it for us. We'll see you guys next week. As we as we as we said, we're going to continue to talk about the offseason stuff because there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. We have, I think we we're top ten in, in, in money to spend this coming offseason. So like, there's going we we have some decisions to make, but we also have the cap flexibility to do some of this stuff. So this is going to be it's going to be a really fun offseason for us at a time where last like like Nick Wright said, this was the year to beat us, and they did and it didn't happen. So now we have the money to spend, and on top of that, I mean. Sky's the sky's the limit for us, and also epicenter of the NFL world right now. Super Bowl champs and hosting the NFL draft, where we have eleven picks next year. So, well, listen, man, beautiful. Look, let's 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 keep our focus, keep our swagger, and being champions, creating a dynasty. You know what I mean? This this is who we are. We are the barometer. We are the standard in the NFL right now. Okay, and we got to carry ourselves as as such as champions, and we will. That's going to happen all through the offseason too. Yes sir. Right. yes, sir. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week on Chief Concerns. We love you guys. We guys hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you guys next love time. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all coming on checking us out, man. We're going to be crazy like this all off season. Believe me, we will. All right? Love yeah. to hear from you all. Okay? <laughs> Have a good one today. See you guys. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.